Now let's look at another one of his names, which is Counselor. Go to Colossians chapter 3. This is a wonderful scripture. And this is the, one of the best ways to know whether the Lord is speaking to you about something or whether it's not the Lord. This is one of the best ways to know whether this is the Lord speaking to you or if it's not the Lord. Colossians 3, verse 15. Could you put it up in the Amplified Bible, please? The King James says, And let the peace... The word peace here in the Greek is the word irene. E-I-R-E-N-E. Irene. E-I-R-E-N-E. And it means total prosperity. It's really the Greek equivalent to the word shalom in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Notice he says, the, the understood subject here is who? You. And what's he say that you need to do? You need to let the peace of Christ rule in, the peace of God rule in your heart. Notice, you have to do that. Is there a responsibility that we have? Cooperating with Holy Spirit is not saying, God, I give you this situation, and then you're done with it. Cooperating with Holy Spirit means that you now need to do what he shows you to do. Hold your place here in Colossians and go to John 14. We were here earlier. Let's look at it again. So many times, we don't, I think, realize how much responsibility we really have. And the responsibility that we have is a cooperation spirit, a cooperation responsibility. It's not you carrying the burden. It's not you making it happen, but it's you participating. And if you don't participate, then you can't get the benefits that God wants you to have. Psalm says that God daily loadeth us down with benefits. People have been saying for years that them Pentecostals are always going around having benefits or going around having fits. Well, the truth is we're having fits, but we're having benefits. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a benefit when I pray in tongues. Praise the Lord. It's a benefit when we prophesy. Hallelujah. It's a benefit when we have visions. And dreams. Glory to God. Verse 1 of, of John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Is he talking to God? Who's he talking to? Us. He's saying you. Don't let your heart be troubled. So now if we're cooperating with Holy Spirit, how is he going to help us to not let our heart be troubled? i got to go back to John 14. I closed it. But look a little further here. Some of you know right where we're going. Look a little further here in John 14, and you see um, look at verse 26. I'm going to read it real fast. We read it earlier. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. 
not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither, what's he commanding them? Neither let it be afraid. If you become afraid, whose fault is it? Why is it your fault? Because you let it. Because you let it. So if we're cooperating with Holy Spirit, how is he going to help you keep from your heart being troubled and afraid? How is he going to do it? How is he going to keep you from, or how is he going to help you from you allowing your heart to be afraid? How's he going to do it? How's he going to do it? How's he going to do it? He's going to put a word in your mouth. He, how's he going to do that? He's going to put a word in your heart. He is the spirit of truth. What's the word? John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. So he's going to sanctify us through what? Through the word, which is, he's the spirit of. So when you're in a trial, you have to cooperate with him. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. Come on now. Slap your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Don't let your heart be troubled. <laughs> See, we have to learn to cooperate with him. Holy Spirit is right there. Have you ever sensed like the word is on the tip of your tongue? It's just right there. And yet, many times when you're going through a major trial, your feelings become activated at a high level. And those emotions will try to drag, drag you into a certain area. That's exactly what happened in John 14 when the disciples heard again from Jesus, I'm going away. And when he said, I'm going away, their hearts were filled with sorrow. See, sorrow or grief will keep you from having his joy. Sorrow and grief will keep you from having his peace. He said, you... Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Holy Spirit will help you believe. How does he do that? He'll put a word in your mouth. And you might have to take a C-clamp and put a C-clamp on your tongue and say, tongue, you're not speaking nothing but the word of God. And when you're going through a trial, that's what you got to do. Your tongue becomes your compass. Whatever direction you're going to go in is based on what you're saying. If you're going to go down, it's because you're saying, I'm going down. If you're going to go up, it's because of what you're saying, what you believe. Holy Spirit helps you. He helps you. He helps you. The Bible even says we don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit helps our weaknesses. He makes intercession for us. Glory to God. Colossians 3.15 now in the Amplified Bible. It says, and let the peace... Now, now, who's the understood subject here? Say me. You let the peace, me, soul harmony which comes from Christ, rule... And act as an umpire continually in your hearts. So let's just stop there for a minute. He says, let the peace act as an umpire in your heart. This is how, excuse me, this is how you learn to cooperate with Holy Spirit. 
This is how you learn to see, is this God or is this not God? Father, should I do this or should I do that? What would you have me do, Father? I ask you in Jesus' name. Then Holy Spirit on the inside will let you know by peace. Don't ever be anxious about making a decision. Yeah, but i got to make that decision right now. Well, the Bible says be anxious for nothing. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. So if you're cooperating with Holy Spirit, you're not going to let anxiety get in your heart. But you're going to listen to Holy Spirit to see what direction he'd have you to go in. No matter what the decision is, let the peace of Christ rule. See, i got a picture of a judge. And that judge has a gavel. And Holy Spirit on the inside is letting you know, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. We're looking for two answers. We're looking for one of two answers. Peace, no peace. Peace, no peace. You're safe, you're out. Turn left, don't turn left. How are you going to know? Peace. And you have a, you have a built-in sensitivity. If you don't exercise that sensitivity and you override him, then you won't be sensitive to him when he speaks because he is gentle. And he'll speak with a small, still voice. And I tell you, many times it's not a voice. It's a peace. When we say that, that the Lord told me, we're not saying we heard an audible voice. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Nine and a half point nine 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 times out of ten, all it simply is is just a knowing. It's an unction. It's a leading. It's a, a just a just a very gentle. You know, if, if you weren't sensitive to it, you'd miss it. You with me? That's why he says walk in the spirit. Because if you walk in the spirit, then you'll know. Act as an umpire continually in your heart, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds. How many questions? All. That arise where? Yeah, in your minds. In that peaceful state to which as members of Christ's one body you are also called to live. And be thankful, appreciative, giving praises to God always. Do you know one way that you can pretty much be sure that you will stop hearing from God is when you start murmuring and complaining. And let me tell you another big one. You start having a pity party. You start sitting around feel, feeling sorry for yourself. And sometimes we don't even sit around. We get on the phone and we see who else will start feeling sorry for me. Oh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrows. Well, they'll know after you get finished telling them because you're calling somebody to try to agree with you how, how, how bad things really are. Here's your problem. You got the wrong perspective. You're looking at it from this perspective. Holy Spirit's trying to take you to another perspective. He's saying, wake up. You've been made to sit in heavenly places in Christ. You're not earthly. Set your affection on things of above, not on things of this earth where Christ sits. And your life is hid with God in Christ. He's saying, get your eyes off the earth, put your eyes on the Father. And thank God he's patient. Because he's had to tell me that at least a, a thousand times. Quit being so carnal. 
Quit looking at it through the eyes of the flesh and look at it through the eyes of the spirit of truth. Praise the Lord. Amen. Number seven, he is our strengthener. Go to James chapter four. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. James 4, verse 5. Do you think the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Well, who is God? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. If you're operating in pride, what is Holy Spirit going to do? Come on, read it. It's right here. Put your eyes on verse 6. Let me help you out too. Wednesday night's a teaching night. When I ask you a question, I've already given you the answer. I'm just trying to see if you're listening. I'm not asking you something I haven't already told you. What was the question? <laughs> when, when you are operating in pride, you're resisting the devil. What does it mean to operate in pride? Very simply, here's a definition of pride. I'm very, very happy to see a lot of you know the answer. Pride is simply believing a lie. Believing a lie. If you don't know that, write it down. Operating in pride means you're believing a lie. What is operating in humility? Believing the truth. It's really that simple. Uh, many times people think, well, if I think highly of myself, then I'm operating in pride. No, you're not. You should think highly of yourself. How highly should you think? You should believe that you're the apple of God's eye. Why? Because the Bible says it. You should think that God has you on his mind. Why? Because the Bible says it. Come on now. You should believe that you are a saint. Not that you're going to be a saint. You are a saint. Why? Because the Bible says it. Again, Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. What's the definition of truth? I've given it to you before. Truth means reality. If you look it up, truth means reality. He's the spirit of reality. What reality is he going to bring to you? Heaven. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Come on. On earth as it is in heaven. So God, the Holy Spirit, is bringing you the reality of heaven to the earth. Glory to God. God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace unto the humble. Uh, let's close here. We're out of time. I'll go to Romans. Can you believe the time's up? You should. You're a believer. <laughs> Romans chapter 12. Don't fall for that old trick. I can't believe it. You're a believer. What you should say, if it's something that doesn't line up with the word, is you say, I can't doubt that. All right, never mind. Romans 12. 
Um, verse 3. But I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Does he say here that you should not think highly of yourself? What does he say? You shouldn't think more highly. Circle that word more. You should not think of yourself more highly. What will the devil try to get you to do? Did he think more highly of himself? Sure he did. He said, I will exalt myself above the stars of God. I will set my throne above God's throne. I will exalt myself. I will be like the most high. Well, was any of that truth? No, it was all lies. And he began to believe a lie. Jesus said he's the father of lies. He's the father of pride. Pride is his very nature. And what does he want to do? He wants to tempt us to be like him. Do you know how many times, I, I need to look it up again because I don't remember at this moment, but Paul says many times, don't lie one to another. He wasn't talking to unbelievers. He's talking to Christians. Don't lie one to another. Why? Because Satan is constantly trying to get us to operate like him as a deceiver. If you lie, you are deceiving. Yeah, but pastor, it was just a white lie and, you know, I had to say it because it would have made this person feel really bad. Oh, really? You had to, you had to say a lie? Says who? Well, is it the spirit of truth telling you to tell a lie? That's a, that's a, this is a word in the Bible now. Or this is a word in the dictionary, I mean. That's asinine. It's asinine to think that the spirit of truth is going to tell you to tell a lie. He's never going to tell you to tell a lie. And there's no excuse for it. And if you want to go higher with God, we must yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Which means we have to stop lying. Most of us in this room need to hear it. Because it's something that works on us a lot. Don't lie to your children. Yeah, but I can't tell them about this and that. Okay, don't tell them. You don't have to tell them. Hello? You don't have to tell them. Many times we say things when we should just shut up. Do you know that Thessalonians actually says this? It says, study to be quiet. You can look it up in the Bible, Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. Study to be quiet. Well, who's going to help you do that? Holy Spirit. James 1 says that if you will bridle your tongue, you will be a mature man. You'll be a complete man. And Holy Spirit will help you to do that. 